And also, it's a really distinct smell. I hate to say it. And also, frankly, like there's bacteria coming off your face that's going oh, back yeah. in the tube. That's just going to It's Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. Mm -hmm. I'm Tanya Harris, and welcome to TMI Daily, right your daily roundup of everything yeah. people are yeah. talking about Never online share it. since they aren't and, uh, allowed to talk about it in person. This morning, the Trump administration required hospitals to no longer send COVID-related data to the CDC and instead direct it to a newly created division of the U.S. Health and Human Services. This new division is being overseen by Michael Caputo, the former protege and personal assistant of pardoned criminal Roger Stone. This should definitely speed up all data collection, considering how well Stone and Caputo did the same with Russia and WikiLeaks. Ivanka Trump may have broken government ethics rules yesterday when she promoted embattled Spanish food company Goya on her social media. To be fair, Ivanka may have thought her daddy had already yeah. done away with ethics in our government, so it was perfectly fine. <laughs> Goya. Oh, Goya. Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been hospitalized for an undisclosed infection. Liberals are hopeful that the 87-year-old cancer survivor can hang in there for 111 more days so that a 77-year-old man can beat the 74-year-old president who, if he wins, would put a 50-year-old judge in an 87-year-old seat so they could take rights away from women in their teens, 20s, 30s, and 40s. Wow, what a country. U.S. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien is claiming that the popular social media app TikTok is getting facial recognition on millions of Americans for China. If this is true, China is going to be wondering why so many Americans have duck lips. So we're not Disney hearing Tanya through Peter's Disney announced a new policy speakers. that their theme parks won't give you a picture from your ride if you don't wear a mask. They so will we decide give you COVID. But no it's picture. Wait to be called on. Or Walmart will point? start requiring all customers to wear masks, which should help in the spread of angry Karen videos. Let's try it again. Yeah. Even though fans won't be able to attend upcoming Major League Baseball games, for $150, the Los Angeles Dodgers will create a cardboard cutout of you to yeah, sit in the stands with all of the money going to charity. If you can't afford $150, for $25, you can have your cardboard cutout stabbed in the parking lot, just like at any regular Dodger game. NBC debuted their brand new streaming service, Peacock, today, saying that subscribers will get access to thousands of hours of iconic TV shows we all love, which sounds fantastic since there's nothing people love more than paying for something they used to get for free. On her Instagram, Leah Michelle created a moving tribute to her former Glee co-star, Naya Rivera, who drowned last week in Lake Peru. Whoosh, that should throw the suspicion off of her. After suffering three gunshot wounds on Sunday, Megan Thee Stallion says she's grateful to be alive, which is totally understandable since for most stallions, their first shooting is usually their last. Now, let's end it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Ayala, and as always, I'm joined by some of our TMI Hollywood cast members and writers, and today our producer. Let's say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or their podcast streaming service of their choice. Let's start with you, Peter. I guess because Joe's out. Um, we had to put on an older guy, a little husky with a beard. So I'm 
doing it. Thanks. Dana. Hi. Hi. I guess I'm filling the, the husky black girl vote, I I guess. <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> I was actually going to go for that, but since you've got it covered. Nothing husky about you. What's up, YouTube? Be sure to like, or be sure to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Elizabeth. Happy text day. Chris. Hello, everyone. If you're listening, you're missing out. You should be watching. There's a lot of delicious handsomeness and beauty going on in these squares. And you're missing all of it because you're listening. You should be watching. Come watch. <laughs> Emma. Hey everyone, it's my dad's birthday today. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Papa Lieberman. And Ian. Hey. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. This morning, NBC unveiled their long-planned streaming service, Peacock, which enters a very crowded field, including Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, Disney, Apple TV+, CBS All Access, and HBO Max. We thought that considering our roots as an entertainment show, we might want to take a look at the future of entertainment and the war to be number one in your living room and your mobile devices. So I wanted to start by asking if any of you have either canceled cable over the last few years or never subscribed to cable. Um, let's start with you, Emma. Yeah, my parents had cable uh, when I was growing up and then I got my own place and I just couldn't understand why I would pay all that money when all I needed was, at the time, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who wants to jump in? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, pretty much everybody I know has cut the cord. I mean, with cable, you're paying nearly $200 a month for programming you're never going to watch. I mean, it's like going to a buffet and, and just eating one taco or something, you know, like if, if it's a Mexican food buffet. Uh, yeah, so I, th I think the the piecemeal sort of services are going to be where it's at. I think these guys are even getting it wrong. I think it'd be better to uh, further like uh, a la carte programs, like just pay for the actual program that you want rather than a whole service, kind of like Amazon's doing. Did yeah. you replace cable with any other service or Netflix and Amazon prime? Yeah. That's what everybody did. Like there's no, I mean, most for the most part, like, I, I think like people like my parents still have cable, but that's like, I don't even think they have it by like, by choice. It's just like, that's what they know. Like they haven't really gotten into like streaming as, as, as you know, we did, but like, I don't, the last time I had cable was uh, when I used to live in Texas. And that's only because like we had a coax cable and uh, my apartment complex provided free basic cable for some reason. I don't know why it's a great perk. I didn't know that it did, but uh, yeah, I mean, and plus too, like it's 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 better because you know, cable didn't allow us to like live our lives and like still get our entertainment. But now we can like soak in our entertainment when it's more convenient for us and like more fun for us. So yeah, I, I don't know who has cable really. Pete, did you want to add something? You know, I was just say it's it's kind of like um, those older parents that have that one channel that they just keep on for like. 12 hours a day, like they sit down and it's on and it's still on at like 11 o'clock at night. I, I don't think there's a lot of people under like 60 maybe that still are, are just getting cable in a way that they like used to where like, it used to be a point in time when I thought that people like they got excited uh, when they saw all the packages that the cable had. Wow, look at all the things I can watch. And, and now it's kind of like 
wow, I can't believe how much shit is on here that I don't want. I I mean, we got rid of cable, as, as you might know, since we're married. Um, okay. What was it, about four years ago now? Yeah, about four years ago. And I don't think we miss it at all. At least I don't. I don't know about you. You're, you're contrary. No, I don't I, miss it at all. I kind of have cable because I added Hulu Live to my Hulu subscription about no, a year ago. No, you can't kind of have it. It's you're kind, it's kind of like, out. no, it's very much like having cable because you have like a set list of channels. I have like FX and E and CNN and like a, a lot of basic cable channels. Um, and I added it because there was a lot of uh shows that I wanted to watch on some of those channels that I couldn't get other ways like some of the some of the channels advertise like oh you can watch you know you can stream our content but you have to have a cable subscription to get a lot of that and I think Peacock goes around that now I don't know for sure so uh, and also it was kind of the nature of my job that I needed to keep up with a lot of programming so I had to I didn't have to add that. I chose to add it though to, to make my life a little easier. Well, that's, yeah, that's why. That's why I still have. When we do our taxes, that we need to have cable. Yeah, that's what it's we, a right. That's a right off. <laughs> yeah, that's why I ha I do have it. That's why I do keep mm -hmm. it is because I it gives me access to a lot of stuff that I would then have to pay an additional premium price for to have the app, and it just simplifies it where it allows me access to all of these apps for free mm -hmm. because I have the cable membership. So it's like I own the only extra thing. So it's like I paid extra, me paying extra for Disney Plus to watch Hamilton. That's six ninety nine for a movie, and now I'm going to watch The Mandalorian, but I'm canceling my membership before the end of the month. So I've only mm -hmm. paid six ninety nine, and then I'm out because I'm good. I own the rest of the movies. That they have on there you know what i mean all the movies that are in there i already own them myself so i don't need to stay on there you know they haven't hooked me with some upcoming stuff and everything else on the content i'm good on so that's but that's just me personally and then the other apps i do pay for but they are most of it is all for my acting stuff i mean that's why so i have easy access to any show i can see the pilot easily because i have the the dvr i can access you know stream all that it's very quick and easy and simple and I can write it off because it's all for acting for work. Right. So according to data, cable and satellite lost 5.5 million customers last year to cord cutting. This was up from 3.2 million lost subscribers in 2018. Since the beginning of 2017, pay cable has gone from roughly 83 million subscribers down to 72 million at the beginning of this year. At the same time, streaming services have seen huge increases. As of February of this year, Netflix had 183 million subscribers, Amazon Prime, 75 million, Disney Plus, 54.5 million, Apple TV Plus, 47.6 million, Hulu, 30.4 million, and CBS All Access with 10 million subscribers. These numbers don't include HBO Max because it was launched about a month ago and no reliable data is available yet. Do any of you have one or more of these services? If so, which ones and are you happy with them? Right. So I know we've talked about Netflix, but does anybody have any of these other? I, I got all of them. Have all of them. So. I got all of them. And more or less all of them, yeah. I have, well, I have Netflix, Hulu, Hulu Plus or whatever, Amazon. I don't have HBO Max. I just have HBO Now, I think it is. Um, which is like independent, sort of independent, but I think they're going yeah, to try not for much longer. Yeah, they're going to try to trick you into getting HBO Max. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and you calculated then, how much you're paying. Like, if you have mm-hmm. all of these individual services, is that less or more expensive than just getting like? It's a honestly pet on package? par in it's a lot of ways with it's mm. with cable which is interesting i don't know how that will and i've heard so many people say like oh i have all these services gosh it'd be convenient if they were all in one package and it's like oh you just you want to just go back to cable if you don't realize it <laughs> well, yet it's a little bit cheaper because like it's a little, uh, yeah. especially right now because you can get hulu uh like espn plus and uh, uh disney plus all in one bundle for like i think it's like mm-hmm. a month and then like there's all that, like, there's a bunch of bundles, like, people are getting bundles together, so, like, with, yeah. I have basically just everything, um, and HBO Max kind of sucks right now, but we'll get into that later, um, <laughs> but I have, basically have everything, like, basically what I'm paying a month for all the streaming services, and I don't really count, uh, Prime, because I'm a Prime member, so, like, you pay, yeah, yeah. Year. you pay the, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not a monthly thing, and so I didn't, like, so I don't add this, so basically what I'm paying per month for, like, entertainment is, like, $45, Give or take, maybe. Yeah, if you pay for Spotify, they give you Hulu for free, like the basic. Yeah, I. Yeah. Why are you shaking your head? It's a bundle. Yeah, that's a bundle right there. Huh. Ian, what were you saying, Ian? Oh, they did do the Spotify thing for a while, but they actually they stopped doing it. Yeah, it's because oh, they don't. Have well, and I'll say that cable, the cable people, because a lot of because people have left and are doing what you guys are doing, the cable companies are glad to have me because they and they have given me a bunch of free stuff to keep I'm me there. on their on their cord, honey. I've gotten free Showtime. I've gotten free um, Dog TV. I got free HBO. I got free like all yes because they were like we want you to stay because I I was very I was very there. You know, I basically called them and I was like, this is bullshit. You guys are, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And I have shitty equipment and they were like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Let me fix that. Spectrum called me and they, they were like, we noticed you haven't had an account, but you pay for internet. So we have a thing. They have a streaming service where you can stream and you can do like the a la carte model and just pick five channels plus all the uh, like five premiums. Jess, and then, they have like 10 different versions of that. Yeah. It's a, but it's only 25 bucks. <laughs> So well, one of them is 25. Okay. The one That's they like got me get, with. I think like 10 channels or something like that. Oh yeah. It's all the basic, like, I don't know, the low tier stuff. Plus you pick like five premium channels, but I thought, Oh, this yeah. is great. This is like the a la carte model that they should be moving to. And I think people would like that, but you can only play it on your mobile device. That's right. it. Uh, like you can't play uh, it on your, no, you can't play it on streaming player. You can't like, nope. do it like Roku or Amazon. Nope. You could do it on any of those. Doesn't work on those. It won't throw to your TV Not the Spectrum one. It does. I want to oh, wow. get a comment from online. I, uh, Jess, I believe it's your sister, Rebecca. Yeah. She says, I have been using Roku, but wanted to watch a program on Oxygen today, but couldn't watch it because my satellite package would have had to have been upgraded just to see the one show. So the providers still have a bit of a hook. So yeah. That comment, Rebecca. So the numbers we just discussed also don't take into consideration the hundreds of millions of people who use YouTube, Facebook, and other sites for content. With traditional television and cable seeing such large decreases, there is a concern that media companies will have to cut back on their news bureaus, much in the same way that newspapers did as the internet grew. Considering all of the ways you can get news today, where do you mostly get your news from? YouTube. Where do you get your news from? Oh, if you stay yeah, here, we'll we'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> YouTube. I get my YouTube because like 
uh, on my, like, you know, like the base, like your, your home screen or whatever, like there's actually like a literally a like live news feed that pops up like videos and stuff like that. And uh, just like uh, basically all the stories from all the platforms, like, and it's not like, um, like you, it's not like a, like sometimes the live stuff is literally just like one story that they're covering. So like, you don't get the full program, but it's usually like the biggest stories of said program that's happening today or the biggest things that are happening, like, at the moment right now, like if Trump is about to make a speech right now, I can go on YouTube and watch that live straight up because it's already there. Yeah, Twitter, they if something's breaking, they always yeah. have like a live thing that you can watch or YouTube. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. always do that. So you just watch there. Yeah. yeah. For what it's worth, though, uh, if any of us have if any of the other of us have a uh, Los Angeles Public Library card, you can get The New York Times for free online. Yeah. So I do that, too. That's what I do. I read the newspaper <laughs> and yeah. I also, I do turn into like the news. I, I watch like, you know, the, the button, the, the, the sum up. I watch the local cause they do a sum up of the national and they show mm-hmm. the local. Yeah. So you get a bumper of the stories so that they're going to go more in depth later in the half an hour. So right. I just watch that. I get a breakdown and then I can read more in detail uh, in the newspaper. Yeah. And like any, a- Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to quickly say, uh, I'm not a visual learner, but I get a breakdown uh, from the New York Times in a newsletter form, morning and evening. I was going to say, like any true Angelino, I feel comforted by KTLA. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's where the real stories break. What's KTLA? Oh, you guys. Get out. Get out. (laughs) Get out of this city. (laughs) These people that do LA. (laughs) What's really cool is that... um, even if you don't have cable now um, and you have like that Pluto TV, do you guys ever use that one? Um, yeah. You can get like CNN's top stories all day. You get NBC's NBC now thing. And like you get Cheddar have one because, because I guess people who stream are too young to actually be watching Fox. But um, it's, it's, it's literally almost impossible to need cable. It, it feels like at this point. Don't don't say that because they employ me. <laughs> no, cable should never go out of business for the job. Has to work. job. Yeah. And considering all these, you know, sites that we're plugging, maybe one of them will sponsor us. Who knows? So do you guys think we could ever reach a time where all of our news could be coming from online and streaming sites? And if so, do you think that you will be comfortable getting your news from them? I think we're there. Yeah. Sounds like what we're doing already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least you know this generation well, like, going forward for sure. Yeah, this... I still think there may be people who do stuff in studio and it's streamed, yeah. But I, I mean, whether or not the network feed, if they pick it up, I mean, that's like that could be that could be what we're talking about. Yeah, is do you, like I, I guess. Do you mean like the the news at like five, six, and eleven kind of thing? Right. Like I. Well, that, yeah, I think most people. I think potentially most part. We I think most of the like the major news networks have like gone into their own streaming apps like cnn and things of that nature like so they don't even really have like a true channel on television anymore like most of it's it's like you go to the app and get news ktla has an app i'm just saying that's where the money is now (laughs) yeah there's there's very little money left in cable tv except for fox i mean they they do still very still do have yeah exactly i was like they still have anchors and stuff like that Mm -hmm. as long as people want to watch news personalities they'll still be oh yeah people want want to watch chris como tell them the news Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. people want to watch 
Chuck Scarborough or Tucker Carlson. That's what they as want. Long as Scarborough. Oh my God. Shane, I think you just you just uh, proved how old you are. Too. Well, that's, no, I mean, I'm just saying they're, they're, well, he had a show not that long ago on MSNBC. So that's what I'm saying. Like people who want to watch that, Rachel Maddow. If, I'm not saying I watched him, Peter. Yeah, no, I know we hear it on television. watch you don't know Chuck Scarborough was on TV back like from the 70s till probably about two years ago in New York. Is he related to Joe Scarborough? No. No, no. no okay. okay, so NBC launched Peacock today to a mass audience, but they have been tweaking it for about four months now by allowing Comcast customers to have access to it. One of the interesting things they found over this time is while offering customers both on-demand video as well as pre-programmed traditional television like niche channels, a majority of their early adopters have been using the channels more than the on-demand shows and movies. As a response, they have increased the amount of channels available at launch to 20, with the promise that they will increase this number over time much like Viacom's Pluto TV, which offers nearly 200 channels of commercial cable-like television. Do you think people are so accustomed to watching TV channels that offering a service that is TV-like can be successful? Let's start with you, Jess. Yeah, I for sure. Because like, if you're getting your smoke on or your drink on, you don't want to be like, like, oh, I want to find something interesting to watch. And sometimes there's like... Uh, like option overload and then you you can't you can't settle on anything sometimes like pluto is amazing for that because you just turn on like the baywatch channel and let it rip and then go to sleep <laughs> yeah yeah it's i get overwhelmed a lot of times with that. i'm like look at this plethora of options and then like an hour later i'm like i haven't picked anything my food's gone cold i what do i do yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'll just, and that's how i watch sometimes end up watching the same things over and over which a lot of people do yeah. um I think it'll be interesting the because Comcast is cable, so it's a slightly older demo than I'm thinking of like Gen Z, because they're very like, I'll watch they're I don't know if they're attuned so much because they're growing up without with less and less of them having a traditional cable TV model and like sticking to YouTube. Like I watched my 13-year-old cousin a while ago and I was like watching Netflix in her living room and she's just on her phone, like doing shit with friends and uh, I think watching YouTube and stuff like that. So I wonder if that generation will not be as into the traditional TV model, but it's hard to say. It's a little early for, to know for sure. I, mean, I, I remember when, YouTube, um, right? Because they oh have the, like, the, the playlist. I mean, yeah. And then, it, yeah, it's pre-programmed. You're like, Oh, I just want to watch this type of video and it will just spit you the mm. thing, which is uh, the other problem with the algorithm because then it, Sometimes it's been hacked or whatever by like El Elsa bots or whatever the hell that whole controversy was. I, I remember when um, when Sirius and XM hadn't merged yet, um, and yeah. and so there was these two competing radio services. And I remember I liked Sirius more than XM because of the fact that Sirius used to push their DJs out there, and and uh, XM used to be just more music oriented. And after a while, I was wondering, why do I like this when I really want to hear the music? And then I just realized it was a comfort thing. You know, it was like, you know, this is what we grew up on. So hearing a DJ every so often, you know, made sense. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess it's the same way with TV, too. Okay. Or I could be wrong. So well, when consumers were polled about the things they would miss from giving up cable, 
the overwhelming answer was live events and more specifically live sports. Major League Baseball pioneered the subscription service model when they debuted MLB at bat back in 2010. Since then, all of the major sports have created some form of subscription service for mobile devices and streaming services. Some analysts believe that eventually no sports will be available without a specific subscription for that sport. Do you see that happening? And if you weren't able to see your favorite sports on TV, would you consider subscribing to one of the services? I'm by me. I'm not paying for freaking sports. I never watch them. So hey. I hate that they're included in packages because I don't use it. And it's a, a cost to me. But I'm very much in the minority on that. I know. I have a feeling Emma's going to have something to say about this. Emma okay. does have something to say about this. Uh, so I'm not sure it completely answers your question because I get MLB at bat for free as a T-Mobile customer. Um, so I'm not paying for it. Uh, and I looked into the pricing at one point and it is a little bit more than I was hoping it would be if I did ever have to pay for it. Um, but I, no matter how much I love the Yankees, the, the option of buying a whole sports package is a lot considering how I mostly just want one team of one sport. Um, MLB at bat yeah. is really good for that because it's, it's an app as well. So I get like updates on games and scores, even if I can't watch and the games are available. Um, I think it's, a really good option, uh, but I'm not sure you'll ever have all sports bundles. Like I'm sure there will be bundles at some point because there are so many people who like so many sports. Well, I, I actually, uh, I pay for uh, the MLB app. Yeah. And, and the reason why I did was because once I moved out here, I realized I'd be stuck watching the Dodgers and, uh, you know, and the Angels. And that just wasn't a decision I was going to make while I was out here. So I, I think it costs like about $150 a year. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I, I figure Veronica could probably attest this. I, th I think I watch probably 90% of the games um for the Yankees and then occasionally I also watch the Mets games too so it, it definitely is, is worth it if you're a you know displanted person from a different place mm -hmm. but I, I don't know how people would feel about having to pay for it but then again if the Super Bowl ended up being on like a pay service everybody would pay for it yeah. it's, it's just the way it works well, I mean, I feel like ESPN is going to be the one to do that because like if you get ESPN right now like you, they literally do have every sport you can watch like you can oh, no, no but they, but they don't they do they have they streaming have service doesn't have football, football or baseball no it does you got ESPN well, plus. if you the ESPN plus I mean yeah yeah you got that's what I'm saying like they got they got all the sports all like I mean unless you want to watch like curling but who fucking one was watch curling excuse me hey. want to watch curling. <laughs> that was the fucking best sport ever it's not though it's the so, dumbest shit of all yeah, with the little tiny trampoline and you hit the that's ball it away. i think we need to stop <laughs> are <laughs> these services veronica you what? love curling don't you yes i do i love curling right. it's fascinating yeah. Totally. It's the only it's, sport a Swiffer can be no, no, used. No, no, it's not a sport. It's a skill. I will call it a skill because there is a skill involved in playing it, but it's not a fucking. If bowling sport. is a sport, a sport, then curling is a sport. It's a skill. It's not a topic for tomorrow. It's a skill. Are these? So you paid one hundred and fifty dollars for the year, Peter. If there's no game, yeah. there hasn't been any games. There's probably not going to be a season. Well, Are they going to refund the, the money? Um, they sent me an email about three or four days ago saying that since there's only going to be 60 games, 
I could either get a partial refund or I could put the money towards next season. So it was like $60 or $55, something like that. So I just put it towards next year because I'm going to use it anyway, one way or the other. What, what was frustrating though is I, I have T-Mobile just like, like Emma was saying, and I always end up paying for it. And then a day later, T-Mobile offers it for free. And, and so I keep doing it thinking this year they won't, they won't do it, but they keep doing it. They do it like a week before the season starts. Yeah. Yeah, literally. We had like the day before opening day and I'm not saying anything. That's when I'll maybe consider paying. So the, so the last thing I I'm want to in. on this topic is how much more importance the streaming services have gained due to the pandemic. With movie theaters closed, films that were slated to go to theaters have gone to services like Netflix, Disney+, Amazon, and Apple TV+. While other films went to on-demand, which could be streamed through Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, and others. Trolls World Tour made $95 million in rentals since its on-demand release. So my final question is, are entertainment companies like television providers and movie studios going to have to rethink the way they release film and television? And could we be seeing these services become the main way we see new films and new television shows? If so, would you guys be okay with it? Um, let's start with Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, I think it's very clear, like, the model is changing. It was changing to begin with, with a lot of people saying, oh, I'll wait for that to come on streaming, like you used to say, I'll wait for that to come on video. But the pandemic clearly kicked that into overdrive. And I think it'll, I think we've talked about this before, but I think a big way it will break down is you will get your big temple movies in theaters. Like you'll get your Marvels and your a lot of, frankly, a lot of superhero stuff and your big holiday releases that will all be in theaters because those will be events that I think they'll kind of market it as event and probably start doing things to entice you once, it, you know, once theaters are open or whatever to come in, like come in for, the, you know, Spider the third Spider-Man movie and you'll get Spider-Man glasses or commemorative this and the other thing is so people will really want to go. I think you'll get your mid-level and smaller movies just going straight to streaming. Um, and I do, I think that's beneficial in a lot of ways for them, but that's a whole kind of separate thing. But the, the market's going to change and it already really has for movies. You know, it's, it's funny for me. I've noticed that I, I love going to the movies. I mean, Veronica and I would go every week at least two times, maybe more. And and I find now that there are certain movies that I'm fine with not seeing in the theater. Yeah. As long as I could see them when they're in the theater. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, I, I mean, obviously there's the big movies where you, you have to be in the theater or like a horror movie when you want to be in there where there's like a lot of people screaming mm -hmm. in the seats or laughing during comedy. But, but there's so many movies that just are so unnecessary to have to sit in a movie theater to watch. And, and that's definitely something I, I've, I've figured out from, from this whole pandemic. Thank you, pandemic. <laughs> yeah. That was one of those movies um, was we used to go, when well, we used to go to the movies all the time, we would watch the preview like three times a week. The Lovebirds, the Come On On Channel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we watched that preview every single movie that we would go to. So we felt like we had, like, we had to see this movie. And I... I love we it. Did. Like we have to see yeah. it soon it comes out. So then we were so happy when they released it on Netflix. We're like, we can't believe it. They're going to be releasing it soon. And then they, you know, the theater shut down, but luckily they were able to release it. So yeah, I mean, I feel the same way too. Like, I mean, I kind of like watching movies at home. 
you know, to be honest. Like, well, I, it, I, it gives I, you the freedom that a lot of people want, which is mm-hmm. to have like the snacks that they want. You know, you don't have to worry about any of that. You can start it when you start it, you know, which is also a thing. I mean, at least yeah. in LA, as someone who grew up going to the theater, I don't understand people who walk in oh. 15 minutes into the, I don't get yeah. it. But I'm it there for the previews. I'm there for the pre-previews. I'm sorry, I cannot take it, but I did not experience that in New York. And that is an LA thing where people will wander in mid movie and, no and uh, I mean I'm point? sorry what's even the point you don't miss yeah. half the movie, right? I agree I, I agree totally I agree. think yeah. it's the whole experience I mean uh. it's the whole thing sitting down from the previews to the to thank the you I, pl- I play the little trivia games where they're like mm-hmm. what actor started with Bruce Willis he- I will not <laughs> miss the 25 minutes of previews before every movie I get so sick of all those trailers I just want to see a movie I paid to see I paid to see 1917 I just pay to see 18 trailers and on an average, I time bonus. time we went to the movie. Three-hour tour. I ain't got time for that. Previous used to be 20 <laughs> minutes. They went up to 22 minutes. That's Except sad. we went to go see Pete, that Blake Lively movie that had no previews at all. Oh, my so God. We walked in, and it had already started. We were like, I, I, I almost had a stroke. He was so angry <laughs> and so mad, like, throughout the whole movie. I feel like walk into a movie after it started. I feel you. Know. I, I actually like Lively Anna Kendrick movie. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A simple play, so a simple favor. Simple so favor. Yeah. So and, and, then, and then when we saw it on cable, it there was like I think we missed like three minutes of the movie, and I got mad again. Oh. I have one question so, from Rebecca for you guys before we move on to the next segment. Um, she says, "Question for all." Aside from any mainstream provider, cable, satellite, what is the max you would be willing to pay with combined streaming apps to achieve what you would find would meet your needs? $25. I already know the amount because I'm doing it now. It's like 100 bucks. <laughs> 40 bucks, Carly? I was going to go 50. 50 is good. Yeah, I'm going to say good. 50. Yeah, 50 is good. What do you say All we're right. paying? About 100 bucks? Yeah, well, I'm get, you know what? I get... I also get myself duped, but I do enjoy it. Like, I added the Shutter uh, channel to my Amazon Prime because I like horror movies a lot. They had some yes. great uh, horror movies on there and some great documentaries about horror that were really, really, really good. Um, there was Horror Noir and then Scream Queen. Yes, the my Jordan dad. Peele one. I was like, I was going to mm-hmm. say, if you haven't seen the Jordan Peele Horror Noir one. was great. And then so my good. S- Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street about... The so main actor from the the second uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, great, great, fascinating story and really interesting mm-hmm. uh, stuff. So Shutter got me because I was I was holding out for a very long time on Shutter, but I finally I finally caved. <laughs> Broke down. <laughs> what was it that made you cave? I wanted to see horror noir. Uh, it was available, okay. uh, and I kept seeing it pop up, and it was it was getting pushed more when I bought it. Uh, when I bought the channel, so I was like, I just want to see this document. Oh, there, and there was some other horror movie I was going to watch, and then I realized there was a whole wonderland of content to go through. Okay, so let's move on to just one question. I'm going to pick some of the topics from the top of the show and ask you one question about that topic. Today, the White House directed all hospitals to no longer send COVID-related data to the CDC, and instead send it to a new division health and human services so that they can quote, get the real time data out to the people without it being politicized, end quote. 
That sounds great, but overseeing all of this data is going to be a man named Michael Caputo, who was part of the Russia investigation because he was the personal assistant to Roger Stone during the time Stone was coordinating with WikiLeaks in Russia. My question is, is this another move in regards to the virus that could potentially backfire on Trump, especially if infection numbers seem to curiously go down while states are still reaching capacity in hospitals? Who wants to start? Let's start with you. Uh, I think that numbers are going to go down, so I don't think it would be curious. Like, I don't know if anybody saw the headlines about Florida, where a lot of those labs were only sending in positives. So there was no negative data. So basically, they were having a hundred percent positivity rate. So there's no, no, they weren't. It was it's twenty three percent. Whatever it is, it's fudged. It, it it's it's inaccurate. And the last thing I want to do is like give government more control and more decision making power when clearly they're not good at making decisions. Let me ask you a question, Jess, because because we keep getting away from the actual question. The question isn't whether or not the, the, the mortality rate's going to change or anything else. The question is, they put somebody in charge of, of handling the data who was involved with WikiLeaks in Russia four years ago. And, and the only reason he didn't get indicted was because he, he turned on Roger Stone. So you'd have to assume to some extent that, that, that Trump might, might try to lower the numbers by by suppressing them because now they're not they're saying that you're not actually going to see the numbers uh, unless they release them what does that have to do with 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 anything else I that mean, has to do with the, the, my original answer to the question which is i don't trust the government with these numbers and in control of the numbers like they're so, they don't have so our best interest so at heart saying that the, is it going to get worse you think the the actual problem with the pandemic well, or the numbers no 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 because because Yesterday, 68,000 people, allegedly, according to you, um, got, got um, the, uh, found positive for, for the virus. Mm-hmm. Now, if a week from now, that number is f- goes from 68,000 to 22,000, that'd be fairly suspicious, wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. Like- so what I'm asking is, is are, are you going to be more suspicious of the numbers now that somebody that, that clearly shouldn't be handling these numbers is handling them. Do you not know me? Whenever the government wants more control over something, I get more suspicious. Like, has that changed about me? Am I like, oh, well, Trump's got the numbers, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I feel like... I feel like most of us on this panel right now agree that we don't want the Trump administration to be the ones handling these numbers. Like, I I don't think any of us are arguing the opposite side. Um, And the question I feel like is interesting to me because this particular guy who's in charge of it does not seem particularly trustworthy to me. But I also can't think of any other member of the Trump administration who was trustworthy to me. Uh, So like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have the numbers. Neither should anybody else. It's all equal and distrust for that particular uh, move. And that's exactly what I was just going to say, Emma, exactly what you just said. So. But isn't that why we have the CDC? Isn't that why the CDC was created in the first place as one of the things to be the third party negotiating between the populace and the government? Not anymore, Shana. <laughs> well, and for what it's worth, I, I did read uh, the response to that was uh, a 
people who had run the CDC appointed by both parties, Republican and Democrat, have right. all agreed like it shouldn't, that's not how it should be run. Because even though the, it's there have been like a Republican or Democratic appointed head of the CDC, if I understand correctly, um, they, you know, they're, I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, relatively nonpartisan, sort of, maybe. Well, I hope. it was until the last until, until now. Years. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they've always been what, scientists as well as politically right. minded. So, and, sci yeah. and most of the people who have run it have let science rule first. And yeah, until so we're away from that now. Until what, what I'm wondering, though, is will, will, will people believe the numbers if, like, a week from now, the numbers drop 30,000? Uh, infections in a day. People will don't that, believe you know, the numbers and now. If they don't believe them, will that affect Trump even more? People don't I, believe I mean, the numbers now. And the numbers are that's inaccurate. That's not true, now. though, Jess. A, a, a poll came out this morning that said 74% of the country claims that the, the government hasn't handled this pandemic very well. And that has to be based on the numbers. It can't but be that doesn't mean that they, they believe the infection numbers. Bad. Yes, uh, dude. I would be shocked if it wasn't more people well, just like, like are unhappy with the handling, but you're conflating two different things. You know, it, you're no, saying no, that not. people so, are unhappy with the way they've handled it. And you're saying that means that they trust the numbers, which I no, highly but doubt. Here's it. the thing the Show me a poll I'm saying that, that says they that trust they, the numbers. I'm not conflating, but I'm not conflating two different things because where's the poll that says I'm they trust the numbers that, that people that people are saying that they don't trust the way the government's handled it. Well, how would they know how the government's handled it if they weren't looking at the numbers and saying, wow, we went from 10,000 infections three weeks ago to six, almost 70,000 infections yesterday. I, I mean, they have to be looking at the numbers because it's not like people are going into hospitals. And people say, oh, could just oh, be looking at how divisive sick. everybody is with the whole mask thing and Karen's with the mask yeah, thing. Yeah, but that's, that's not it, Jess. It's, it's it, the numbers. People are looking at the numbers and they're saying this is... This has got to be the reason why everything's so bad. Because look at how many people. Well, are getting I it. think it's that, and I also think it's the fact that people are rolling back and going back under lockdown. I mean, because there there are states, half the country's back in lockdown, and then the other half is trying to keep the half that's in lockdown from going to their state, and are putting up like you know basically, <laughs> being like, don't freaking come here with yourself unless you got a place to quarantine for fourteen days before you enjoy our. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, moving on. Ivanka Trump might have broken ethics rules yesterday because she posted an image on her Instagram holding up a can of Goya beans with an endorsement of the company in the text. Now, for anyone not following this story, Goya, which is the number one Spanish food company in the world, is facing a massive backlash in the Hispanic community after the CEO of the company was at the White House last week and said, Thank God this country has a leader like Donald Trump. So clearly yep. Ivanka was showing her support for Goya. And since she works for the White House, it would essentially be the White House's support of the company. Before I ask my question, I want to add something else. On Monday, when Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, announced that they had decided to change the team's name, Trump's spokesperson, Kaylee McEnany, a.k.a. Stupid Barbie, came out and said that the president was disappointed in this decision because the name didn't bother Native Americans. And this was another example of liberals taking away our traditions. So here is my question. Why, with less than four months till this election, 
does this White House lean so heavily into cultural controversies that according to polling, the American people are against in wide numbers? Is this incompetence on their part or do they think that there are more racially motivated voters out there that didn't come out to vote for Trump four years ago? And then I just wanna add, after Ivanka did the Goya thing, uh, Trump posted a picture on his Instagram with beans and a bunch of yeah, Goya stuff. Oh yeah, I'm saying, yeah, but I'm saying he did it first, then he also did it, so. Who wants to start? Well, I think that there, I think there's a part of them that also is always like that there's undercover racists and people who may be liberal in the light, but in the voting booth, they will vote white. And I think that there's a lot of people on this planet that think that that's how, that's how the, a lot of white America feels in sincerity. And I think that they feed into that. And I think they feed into people being secretly or feeling secretly threatened all of that i think they feed into all of that hate anger and fear those are their three big ways to get people yeah but did any of those people not already vote for trump I, I, are there it's like a whole tranche of them that weren't around no 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 I, I think they're the same well, people but i think no 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 i don't think it's new people i think it's the same people but i think it's like I think it's wavering oh, them, pulling them back and forth. Sorry, go ahead, Alyssa. Oh, no, I think I was going to like pick up the baton. Um, yeah, I think it's to just reconfirm if they were thinking about like, uh, you know what, maybe he's gone too far. I don't like policy. I don't like how he's run this that, and the other thing. But they're pulled in by the like original rhetoric of that was very racist and everything to begin with. Doubling down on it now helps pull them back, you know, from thinking of voting differently. Yeah, I mean- so, Trump, so come for the policy, stay for the racism. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah. His campaign is currently in a tailspin in the polls. And listen, that a lot can change in four months, but like right now he's losing in demographics that he he won rather handily in the last election. Um, and I think he's trying to bring them back. He also has yet to find a really effective way of attacking Biden. And there's still plenty of time for him to do it, but until he finds that, he's gonna rely on things that he knows that he knows works. He, he that yeah. has worked for him in the past. Yeah, that have yeah. worked for him in the past. He really recently tweeted like something about Biden that was like he and his ilk basically will are going to destroy the America. It was yeah, it was some mega or stupid tweet like that. Um, so that may i'm expecting that to ramp up because i think that's very much preying on the mostly white fear of like oh no we're, we're not well, that there well in, there's a there's a definite thing yeah. that that they play into that i yeah. noticed watching that is like white is an endangered species yeah and this is the same thing that the same kind of rhetoric that was used by the kkk in the mm -hmm. south when civil rights was happening this is the same kind of rhetoric that people use when they're coming for you massive change oh, yeah. exactly well, and it's the same the rhetoric that the democrats use absolutely uh, i was getting the republican I, party I was getting there. I was getting there. Um, but thank you for saying that. But that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Both sides use this and feed into the fear. Anger, hate, and fear. That That is what a lot of people do to get you to sway your vote. I, and I've, I've, I have in my lifetime, I have never seen it to this level, but I know from listening to my mother um, who grew up Mississippi, Georgia in the South and from 19, from the fifties to, 
when she moved up north in the 70s, she grew up in segregation. So she absolutely has heard politicians talk like this, you know, a lot of her youth. So I've never seen anybody be this divisive with their campaigning, but th he is the most divisive politician I've ever well, seen. I also think too that it's, 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 for, well, one, I, I kind of respect Goya for doing that because there have been a lot of companies that have been coming out on like the side of BLM. And I don't know how many of them are actually telling the truth. And I feel like when you, if you're going to come out and say you support Trump, you're probably telling the truth. You know what I mean? Cause like, it's not the popular opinion to say, Hey, I, I'm with Trump. So you got to be telling the truth. And two, I, but I also think that Trump might be making the same mistakes that the other side made that got him elected because you can't say things like the uh, Native American community wasn't offended by the rescues. Like they were the ones that came out against it. They've been the ones- Exactly, they've been police, police, you know, petitioning for over 40 yeah. years to get the name my, changed. It yeah, wasn't my like high, my high school yesterday. Yeah. My high school mascot was, was the Redskins um, for like, up until my junior year when it finally changed. And I like went to the school board meetings to help protest it, uh, you know, promote the change. And they finally changed it. And that was like in 2002. So my friends who are Native American, it's the N word. It's the N word yeah. to Native Americans. Right. Yeah, but, but, um, did you guys, did you guys see what, what Trump did last night? Um, last night he, in an interview, he was asked about about um, all the brutality by police against black people, and he actually said that more white people are killed by police than black people, which is theoretically is true. Theoretically true, yeah. But they're not killed because they're black because uh, they're white. They're, they're killed because they committed a crime. I'd have to. And, find and, and a guy like, did a great TikTok number breakdown of it. So you know that the cops are killing people just because they're black. There's no other reason. No, is that no, what you're saying? Is that what you're asserting? No, no, because that's, that's the way it sounded. That it's just ridiculous. No. That's exactly the way it, it sounded. But, but no, but that's not that's no. See, see, you like to work on semantics and you like to say, I just want to be clear, worded a certain way. No, he, he got on TV last night and instead of saying, yeah, it's terrible that black people are being killed by police in some manner um, because of race. Not not all not all black people killed because of race. Some obviously are. Um, instead of saying that, he said, oh, no, but you don't understand white people are killed by police more. Now, and, and, were... and that's and that right there is it just it, it, it's it's the reason why people are so angry when 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 one person yells black lives matter and then somebody else yells all lives matter. It, it, the point is not that all lives matter. All lives do matter. But right now, people are trying to say, yeah, but but black lives are not being treated the same way other people's lives are. Yeah. And, and Trump just kind of feeds into that. The problem with that response was, again, like, like Peter's saying, he failed to acknowledge that, you know, and of course, you know, he goes with the, like, I know you are, but what am I? Like the child that he is. The, the fact that he failed to acknowledge it, that's the issue that I saw with that. And that was actually at his press conference that really wasn't a press conference. It turned into a campaign rally yeah. from what I saw. Well, that's that what I'm saying, though. I, that's why I think that, I think. And that's uh, the issue. In some ways, he's also, that's what I'm saying, I think. In some ways, he's making the same mistakes that the left made that got him elected. But he, now he's antagonizing the left so much to the point where it's like they're going to rally harder against him. Like he's not playing. Like here's the thing: if you can play the race card or whatever. Like I don't think that's right, but you can play the race card to a certain extent. But if you do it to a point where you antagonize, like that's that's because that's what happened that got him elected. Like the left side antagonized the right so hard to the point where they came out harder to the voting booths and voted him in 
And now he's doing the same thing to the left and they're going to cut. So he's digging his own grave politically with the actions that he's doing. I, some... I may not agree, but he's doing, he's making the same mistakes because he's going just as hard at the left as they did for him. And, and that's not how you win the game. Yeah. But to some, to some extent, I respect that a little bit that, uh, you know, somebody's going to say something that's not kowtowing to the general public. Yeah. You know, like you just said about companies with, you know, everybody's flooding out with the Black Lives Matter support and you're skeptical that maybe a lot of those companies don't even mean it. I'd rather somebody just stand up, be truthful and tell me what they think, even if I disagree with it. And I'll respect that a whole hell of a lot more than you just fucking pandering to me. So I do respect that to some extent. Okay, but but Jess, this is the president of the United States. This is not just some guy, random guy or the guy who runs Goya. This is the guy who's supposed to be the spokesman for the country. And he's saying, yeah, sure, black people get killed by police, but more white people get killed by police. I I mean, isn't there, like, in your mind, a difference between the two things? Between what two things? The guy from Goya and the president. The leader of the United States and just anybody. Well, first of all, to bring it back to the Goya thing, I think in his like infantile way, maybe he was trying to like with this, like Ivanka and the holding up the Goya can and all that. I mean, trying to basically say like enough with the cancel culture, at least that's what I hope they're trying to say. Cause I think that's dumb to cancel an entire brand because they support a president that you don't like, even when that brand is doing really good things in the, for, you know, the communities like whatever. Um, But as far as the other thing, him trying to say that more, I mean, it was a factual statement. Do I think he should be out there like trying to antagonize people and stir the pot? Of course not. But yeah. like I said, well, I, I, mean, I do respect that people that he's, you know, in certain respects, I would rather someone tell me the truth and not uh, pander to me. W- whether he's doing that or not, I, d- I don't know. You have to take each one of his statements and, and like investigate it because you never know. I agree. I agree with you, Jeff. All the uh, Jess, all the people, all the people from the from the Latinx com- um, community said to Goya, "Hey, you don't want our money? That's fine. We know other places Including that are willing to take that will take our money and not support somebody who has litigated against us." financially supporting a person who has litigated and tried forcibly to get them removed from the country. That is exactly, I agree with you. And they used their dollars and they exercised it that way. That was Goya's choice. They made a choice and so did the people that buy their products. Yeah, and if the company wants to continue, you know, know, that's on them. But again, like me personally, I am boycotting them. And if you look in our pantry, you'll see tons of Goya stuff in there. Hello, I'm Mexican. You know, we all use the seasonings to cook. But again, me personally, I'm not going to give this company any more money because whatever, you know, whatever this man said, whatever he believes, I don't agree with him. You know, it doesn't erase everything that Trump has said about, you know, what he did to Puerto Rico, to the Puerto Ricans, you know, throwing the paper towels, all the comments that he's made about Latinos. And then you have a Latino man with a Latino brand saying, oh, you know, we are so, thank God we have this man. Again, that's me personally. Should they go out of business? You know, no. I mean, if people want to continue buying their products, that's fine with me. And like Jess said, you know, to be fair and to look at the other side, they have donated a lot of food to food pantries. They have absolutely good, good deeds. And you, and you can't take that away from the brand. But again, no. it's a personal choice. You know, I've decided. That's what, that's what I agree. With. That's what I'm saying, Veronica. I think that yeah. people have the right to exercise their dollars and take it away if they want to. I don't know if you guys know that's, that's with true. a brand. Um, there's a, a 
Latino food brand called Faraon. Have you guys ever seen it at the stores? Faraon. That was started by my friend's family. Um, It's a Cuban immigrant family that made that started this brand. So if you're looking for good beans, I'm going to plug them. Faraon. Not Goya, Faraon. Like both of these issues come down to a lack of nuance. Uh, and I mean, when you look at, I'm going to go first to Trump because that's the easier example for this. Like, he's not technically wrong in terms of sheer number of people killed, more white people are killed than black people. But there's so much more nuance to that issue. It's such a complex issue to deal with. And it, listen, is he allowed to like not speak about the nuance in a TV interview? Sure. It's just a little disappointing to see that from the president of the United States. You would hope that there's someone who could acknowledge that. And that's, and that's the issue. As the exactly. president of the United States, he mm-hmm. does not acknowledge that there is a racist country and somebody who has a history of making racist remarks. That's my issue. Yeah. Anybody no, else? That's, that, that's you know what? what I'm saying, You're too, because you, you, you can't say you admire him for, for speaking his mind on one hand and then say, and then see him two minutes later talking about how great he is for black people and, and trying to embrace them on the other. Have it both I mean, it's, it's just, it's just too fucking insincere. No, he's a known quantity. You know what you're getting with him. That's like, I, I can almost predict what he's going to say. Like so if you guys terrible. can't, you're no, not, it doesn't mean it's good. For you. No, I know. But what I'm saying is at least it's a known quantity and I respect it when people are being honest. That's all I said. I didn't say I respect Donald Trump. <laughs> How dare you? Not kidding. Yeah, whatever. I'm <laughs> doing your point. I am bringing up a new point. Uh, yeah. Okay, so yesterday we celebrated the 31st anniversary of the release of possibly the greatest romantic comedy of all time, When Harry Met Sally. Today, we thought we'd go in a completely different direction by highlighting this date in 1983. When Staying Alive, the sequel to the crucially and commercially acclaimed film, Saturday Night Fever, came out. Many critics at the time considered this to be the worst sequel of all time. So tonight, we thought we would ask you, what's the worst sequel you ever saw and why? Um, Chris. Uh, I don't know if it's the worst, but I, I, this is the one that I despise the most, is uh, Jurassic Park 2. It was complete and utter trash from top to bottom. Like, and here's the thing too. I love Jeff Goldblum, okay? Like, I think he's one of the, like, the, I mean, he has his niche. I wouldn't say he's a great actor, but he's great at being Jeff Goldblum. But even he wasn't enough to make that movie, like, great. And the whole bullshit thing with him, like, his adopted daughter out of nowhere and just came in, and then she did gymnastics to take out the laughter. I was like, what What are we doing? They what set happened? it up in the beginning. They, they put that no, nugget there. It. You stop it because you know you don't believe that shit. You know you don't believe it. You know Definitely. you don't believe it. I won't stand for the bullshit. You've watched that movie. Here's the thing. And I'm very upset because, you know, first movie, out the gate, Great movie. We still watch it to this day. It still fascinates me because it's just a great movie. But like, I went to the theater. I was very excited. This is like the first time I was going to see a movie that wasn't in the dollar theater because my parents were cheap. And and I was very disappointed in it. And I'm still to this day. And the third one ain't much better. Third one is, oh, is, 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 is trash and a half. And that's saying a lot. But that second one. Whew. Oh, I got semi. one, Veronica. Hang on. Semi off topic. 
Why does every girl on OKCupid have a picture with Jeff Goldblum? What is oh, that? I can That's explain so it. weird. It's because he uh, used to do, there's like a piano bar thing and he would Great. perform oh, Wednesday. Yeah, so he performed Wednesdays and he, you can line up and get your photo with him. I sadly did not get to go, but I have interviewed him in person. He's very, he's exactly what you expect. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Very tall. Oh, yeah. Um, a horrible sequel. Carrie two the rage carry two that one was a real stink bomb i mean because first of all how can you have a sequel when everyone dies <laughs> in the first one there is no sequel this is another different film it's yeah. not carry two because right. carrie white died all right the only person who survives is snoo snell and who wants to see sue snell in a sequel she was fucking crazy at the end of carry two well maybe Maybe that would be a good one. But yeah. I'm just saying, Carrie to the rage. And then she gets these weird black veins. The like, it's like, it's so, like, what the? Re-watching it. No, a girl what I knew. What the hell? <laughs> a girl I knew in middle school was like, I really kind of want that as a tattoo, though. Like, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that just tells you how old everybody was watching it. Um, girl, that's forever, girl. That's I know, forever. right? She forever, didn't do it. Ever, ever. <laughs> yeah, I watched a lot of crap uh, horror sequels. Although my favorite might be Jason Takes Manhattan. Um, I love that movie. <laughs> so good. Um, they so oh, they're man, on. So good. They're on the cruise ship somehow from Camp Crystal Lake to Manhattan. I don't know how those waterways work. They don't. That's not no, it was a high physically possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a high school cruise. And yeah, then and um, they were all like 35. Yeah. yeah. And they, the, so the, my two favorite parts really fast are one, Jason kills a girl in a sauna on board the cruise. Yes. Uh, that's wild. And then later in the movie when they're finally in Manhattan because New York in the 80s is a goddamn nightmare. Um, the main girl out of nowhere just gets grabbed by two uh, bad guys who just shoot her up randomly with heroin. And I'm like, right. no, what? Yeah. That's not how drugs yeah. work. Because that, that right. happens right. walking right. down the streets well, of New York. Right. Happens yeah. all the time. Well, well, she's hot, the she's, hot. <laughs> she's right. high for like the finale, by the way. But I'm just <laughs> saying, if weird. someone has a needle full of so heroin in New York, they are not sharing They're not giving that people. away. They're keeping it to themselves. <laughs> that person is hoarding that needle of heroin. Quick yeah. question, Elizabeth. Yes. Is, is that movie worse than Jason X? Because let's not forget Jason X. No. <laughs> I actually have not seen Jason X all the way through. I've seen the the most infamous kill, which is where he takes the girl, puts her face in like liquid nitrogen or something, yeah. and then yes. smashes yeah. it from the thing. You got to um, watch that all the way through because you yeah. have to change your mind. It might top <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. I no, promise. no, I, because there is a comedy comedy esque vibe in Jason Takes Manhattan in a way. Yeah. I mean, that you call Jason it that, you X does go not with have. Right. So I, I feel like there's a cute, uh, uh, you know, a chintzy, cutesy yeah. vibe with Jason Takes Manhattan that makes it endearing in a way right. that. X doesn't have. And speaking of people all dying in the first one and then a bad sequel, uh, Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows right. made. Oh, that's so awful. <laughs> so it, I've watched it like three times, like when it was on cable. Elizabeth. And it, it makes no sense. No, because I was mad and I was like, did I miss something? And so I'd go and try to figure it out. And every time I was like, no, this plot makes zero sense. None of this makes sense. No. What? You should be better <laughs> that you sat there three times. Eh, Do you wanna, did you want to join in? Did you want to say something? For me? Yes, you. Oh, sure. Yes. Well, I, I mean, 
Sorry, I, I tend to believe that uh, Saturday, Saturday Night Fever was a good movie and Staying Alive was an awful movie. Uh, but to me, the, the worst sequel of all time is Exorcist 2. Mm. Because oh, that The Exorcist was such a good movie. And Exorcist 2 was like somebody took a shit on, on The Exorcist and then threw it in the toilet, took it out and took another shit on The Exorcist and then threw it in the yeah. toilet and then did it again. It, it, it's just just a fucking awful movie in every possible way. I, I mean, there were, if I remember correctly, there's like a dance sequence in the movie with oh, Linda yes. Blair dancing. Yes, with, yes. With the, yeah, like while they're flashing back to, yes. to, to the other guy with Pazuzu, the, the yes. demon. Yeah. The fucking awful. Jesus Christ. Anybody else? Oh, Emma. So I don't know if it's as bad as these sequels. I tend not to watch films like the first week that they're in the theaters. So when they get really bad reviews, I just don't fucking go. Uh, but the first movie I was disappointed by it all as a child was one of the Disney sequels. And I don't remember if it was Little Mermaid 2 or if it was Mulan 2. Um, but there's no reason for those films to exist. They're clearly there as money grabs. I, it's, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I couldn't tell you specific moments. But I remember being like six or seven years old and it was the first time in my life I sat there and I was disappointed by a movie. <laughs> and it's amazing how Disney can give you the magic, but once in a while they will take it back. <laughs> Disney yeah. giveth and he taketh away. <laughs> but when they take it, they take, they it, take hard. it hard. They take it hard. <laughs> I think, did I, did I see Lion King 2? It was, it was like, trash. Oh, well, oh, the worst of all is Aladdin so too when they, they tried to replace Ron Williams. Like, sorry. It's, it's all the direct so. video sequels that they do. Yeah. yeah all they the made three of those. I yeah. think Grease 2 is the worst sequel ever. Which one? Grease 2. Ooh. No, there, Veronica, you take that back. That. You take it back right I'm now, not, Veronica. And you know what? And I'm reading some Veronica, comments. Are you in it, Shayna? Grease 2 is the worst sequel ever, Daddy. It's just my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite horrible movies. It's in my favorite. Next to Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, Veronica. <laughs> oh, it is there. Bad. Come so on. Grease have never had a sequel. It should just be Grease and that's it. Oh no, Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> Maxwell Caulfield. Are you kidding? They are a wonderful <laughs> addition to the Grease family. Um, let me read some of the comments from online. So they're saying, let's see, what the Lost World, Jurassic Park, uh, Grease 2, Batman and Robin also belong on the list. Clooney as Batman was yeah, just bad. And then Arnold as Mr. Freeze was so laughable. Oh, he was bad. You know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> Perfect. What are you talking about? That was the that best part line. of the movie, was Mr. Freeze. Are you kidding me? He oh, makes him sing along to the love Christmas oh, movie. Oh, oh my God, that's so good. That guy was your governor. I know, right? Yeah. That was your governor, Mr. You uh, in I know. California. <laughs> I, the, the, both Matrix sequels are absolute garbage. Matrix? Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Part two was pretty, at least the action. No, you know what? Let me tell you this. Part two was fun until part three came out. And fucking <laughs> that's true. Oh, there you go. That, that Ghostbusters too, man. That was terrible. Ooh, I like yeah. Ghostbusters Ooh. too. Uh, you know, there's so just, much hate in this too. city. I saw <laughs> it. It's because I saw it first when I was little. Like they played oh, before it came out. How could you go bad with that? Uh, so I have like a soft spot for it. I was just looking at a list really fast, and it reminded me that Taken Three is dumb as hell too. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't Taken sequels. I've never watched all the way through. I can't. Oh my god! Oh. My friend and I went to the first Taken on a whim, and we're just like 
blown away not by like quality but just like what is this movie <laughs> and then we made a we made a, a deal and we've seen just about every Liam Neeson action movie in the theater because they usually come out in January around our birthdays <laughs> so we have seen the commuter the one on the plane that I can't remember the name of <laughs> it had Lady Mary from Downton Abbey <laughs> is that guy so old <laughs> Isn't he sold? He has a stunt double just to like get out of a chair. The joke that people point out in Taken Three is so he's he's like in his sixties, right? He's tall and big and slow moving, and they have him run and hop over a fence. There's like forty cuts for him to hop over that fence. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Taken movies, are, they're a lot are like it. the Death Wish movies mm-hmm. because, like, after the first one, people should just get it in their head. Maybe I shouldn't be friendly with this guy. <laughs> Because right. I won't get fucked with him, I do. Because the second because, one, like, with the Death Wish movies, someone in his family dies every movie. Like, just stop being family with them. Like, I stopped talking to family members because they were supporting Trump. I mean, like, if they could get me killed, I would definitely not be friendly with them. <laughs> yeah, the second taken, his wife gets taken, and then uh, my favorite is. <laughs> I, I forget really- why, but he's making the daughter run across rooftops at Istanbul throwing bombs to Go like, to figure out where like he echolocate yeah, where he needs yeah. to be or something yeah, yeah. ridiculous. And I was like, that's yeah. just an international incident for an oh, American yeah. girl to be that's hucking right. bombs off a roof of a right. Got a better way to echolocate? I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, and then the third one, he's, he's on the run because he gets taken or accused of taking i don't remember it's very dumb though that reminds um, me of how bad all the born sequels were yeah sounds yeah. like that Ugh. yeah yeah the hey, first that that's our show for today thank you so much for joining us tomorrow we'll be joined by musician kevin o'brien from one of tmi hollywood's favorite bands mechanical roots they have new music out so we'll be talking to him about that and much more we'll see you back here tomorrow at 6 p.m have a good night everybody thanks for tuning in Bye. 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 Don't see exorcist too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>